Blog Talk Radio. level. 
you will be able to develop these things. And so we think it's important to chase that dream. But at the same time, we want to make sure that we equip these kids with tools that will help them to become successful. We're going to talk about things such as nutrition, just overall nutrition, and, and staying healthy because here's something that, that you gotta, uh, everybody has to understand. God's only giving you one body. So you got to make sure you take care of it. It's a big part of it. You know, one of the things that uh, I think is very true is a lot of people, when they start looking at, hey, I'm trying for me to get back into shape, they put a lot of emphasis on the working out part and not enough emphasis on the nutrition part. But the working out part is probably 30%. That nutrition part is 70 But that's something that's very important. To me, one of the most important things that we talk about is financial literacy. And I believe that is so important because regardless if you're making millions of dollars or you're making thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000, if you're not financially literate, then you're going to probably end up broke. And there's a lot of, again, it's unfortunate, but a lot of guys that have had a lot of money run through their hands uh, that don't have much to show for it, um, including, you know, one guy that, that a lot of people have known and know the, know the name when they hear it is Mike Tyson. He's had millions of dollars run through his hands. Um, but he doesn't have a lot to show for it right now. So, again, financial literacy is so important, and I think that's something that you can start learning at an early age. Uh, another one that I think is also important is mental health, mental wellness. I truly believe um, that athletics is 10% physical and 90% mental. And if you never – Mentally ready, then I think it's impossible for you to be physically ready. So that mental aspect of the game, and not just of the game, the mental aspect of of each person is so important to their ability to perform at a high level. And unfortunately, because of the thought process and was sort of beat into our heads as an athlete that, hey, i got to be tough. Uh, I got to fight through it um, and, and all of that, that it's almost taboo to talk about mental issues. But, again, if I have mental issues, I'm never going to be as good as I could possibly be. So it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to talk to somebody if I have something going on. And that is something that I, I think definitely needs to be addressed in the athletic community. We're going to also talk about character, and I believe talent's going to only take you so far, especially if your character isn't in the right place. Unfortunately, we see a lot of uh, athletes that are at the top of their game only to be drugged out because of something that happened on the character side. And, you know, the, the big thing about character is every day you have an opportunity to build your character. The downside is one bad decision can ruin your life. And you might be able to get away with a bad decision or two or three, but it could just take one. Some people don't get those opportunities. We're going to talk about leadership. I think leadership is so important. And you don't always have to be a rah-rah guy to be a leader. But to be a leader, 
I got to make sure that I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to do. I got to make sure I'm holding myself accountable. I got to make sure that I'm dotting my I's and crossing my T's. And sometimes being a leader is pulling somebody aside and saying, hey, man, that's not how we do it here. You got to make sure that you're doing things right. And for those that think, hey, I'm not a leader, you're wrong. Because worst case scenario, you have to lead at least one person yourself. So learning to be a good leader is something that's extremely important. And for you young guys, whether you're a freshman in high school, a freshman in college, a rookie on a professional level, you're never too young to lead. Never too young. Etiquette. I think there's so much that can be learned from that as well because a lot of times business transactions, whether it's an interview or or some type of business deal, happens over dinner. And if the etiquette can cause you to lose a deal or lose a job. And then another thing that we've talked about on several times um, is interacting with police officers. And I, I think that's also extremely important. One of the big things that I think everybody needs to make sure that they can comprehend and understand is that in a public situation, you will never be right uh, or you will never win in an altercation with a person of authority. And talking about, you know, a police officer, talking about a coach and a player, uh, talking about a teacher and a student, it doesn't matter. That person in authority is going to be right. Now, they might not literally be right, but they're going to be right in that situation. you got to make sure that you put yourself in, in a situation uh, where you can be successful. Right then, it might be, okay, all right, I'm not going to say anything. But then later, go through the proper channels to make sure that you can get your voice heard. But in that situation, and I'm going back to the police officers, you want to make sure that you get an opportunity to go home. And you raising your voice and, and causing the altercation is not what you need to do because that is going to incite something that, that you don't want to have happen. And, again, I'm not saying that's going to happen every time, but let's not put ourselves in that situation. So just interacting with police officers is extremely important as well. And these are just some of the things that we talk about, some of the things that we're going to deal with with our young people. Um, but two weeks ago, not quite two weeks ago, 11 days ago, we had a, a golf tournament, which was extremely successful. Um, rain, rain came and rain went, and uh, the Lord looked after us. And, and during the tournament, we had no rain. We had 13 teams, and uh, it was a really, really good day. And that tournament is leading into our major event of the year. Uh, we have a free football and cheerleading camp that will take place on June 26th down in Conway, South Carolina at the Conway Rec Center. We are uh, ahead of where we've been from a uh, registration standpoint in years past, and our goal is to get to uh, 200 participants. And so uh, we're going to keep pushing and, and making some things happen to, uh, to allow that to happen. And then another thing that we're doing this year is those kids that were able to register by June 12th, um, we're going to be able to uh, bless them with a pair of cleats or a pair of sneakers if they're uh, one of the cheerleaders. Now, um, those that register afterwards, we'll see what we have left, um, but it's not going to be a guarantee. Um, and if we can supply them, we definitely will. Um, but the big thing is we, we, we sort of partnered uh, initially with 
a young man named Carson Bailey. And Carson's deal was he knew that you had to buy cleats usually about every season as kids grow up. And he asked his mom, what do kids do that can afford to buy cleats? So they started a uh, nonprofit called Carson's Cleats. So there are several spots around the Conway, South Carolina area and the Murder Beach area where people can drop off cleats there, and we'll be able to use those. And we'll, we also have partnered with Intersoul. Um They also will give us some cleats and some shoes as well. Uh, so we we're excited to be able to, uh, to do that service for some of the kids in our community. And one of the things that makes our camp different, we have guys, some of them that played with me, some of them that are local coaches, but the majority of the coaches are guys that played for me at my various stops. Some of them, they have not missed a year, and we're definitely looking forward to them getting down. And, of course, sometimes, you know, things come up and uh, they have to miss. Uh, but we're definitely looking forward to having them. And then another thing that we're going to be able to do this year, or we're doing this year, is we're going to have about 20 current Citadel football players that's going to come down and help out as well. So we're, we're looking for a great crowd. We're looking for a great day. And not to mention, the night before, we're going to have a banquet. At that banquet, we're going to honor the kids, uh, the midget and the mite um, winners at the Conway Rec Center. Uh, we will have one of Conway's own, Michael Allen, um, be our keynote speaker. Michael Allen graduated from Conway High School. He went on to uh, Clemson University, had a good career there, chased football for a while, and then went back to uh, what he got his degree in. And he is, he currently owns his own architectural firm. So he is the epitome of what we're looking at and what we want to uh, push kids towards here at the West Foundation. You know, the thought process is what happens after your sport ends. And the thing is, your sport's going to end at some point. Uh, one of the things that, that I've constantly told guys, you know, throughout the recruiting process so over the years is that one day it's going to be one man's decision whether you ever play this sport again. But if you get your education, nobody can ever take that away from you. And, and that was the case with Michael. You know, he got his education. Football wasn't going the way that he wanted to and decided, hey, let me go on and put – uh, jump into uh, my field with both feet first, and uh, and now he owns his own company, which is outstanding. And hey, it, it, it's what it's all about, you know. One of the things, you know, as as we look at today, and the Elon coaches just reminds me of my story and how I got started. You know, I had opportunity to go up to uh, Baltimore to CFL team. And uh, I got released three days before the first game. You know, I, I never forget. You know, we actually, they let me go to the last meeting. So we finished our last practice. After practice, we had a special teams meeting. And I remember dapping up one of my boys like, yeah, we made it. And as we walked out of the door, um, Coach Jim Pop, who was the general manager at the time, said, hey, come here. Coach Matthews want to see you um, and bring your playbook. Um, so I've been 
in those shoes of that career ended off of one man's decision. And then what I did, I, I was a computer science major. I went back um, to my previous job, was uh, National Discount Computers, where we built and sold computers there. And I was the educational sales manager. And I had opportunity. I sold about 20 computers to a small school called Seattle Academy. And then I never forget, one day I'm sitting at my desk just working on a, a proposal for somebody. And store owner, Bob Millerby, came up and said, Everett, you're supposed to be somewhere playing professional football. And my overhead's getting high. And he walked away. That's all he said. A couple of days later, the principal from Seattle Academy called or came by and said, Everett, um, we just let our head football coach go. And our math computer science teacher has decided to go back into the military. Are you interested? I very quickly thought about what my boss said and said, yes, I am. Um, so I actually became the head coach at Seattle Academy, and uh, I went over there and I taught math and computer science. Now, computer science is a little different then because I remember in class uh, we had prodigy and just being able, so this is with the, you know, the, the black screen with the, with the green writing. I know that a lot of you all are too young to remember that. Um, and we had an opportunity to talk to somebody in California, and they were so excited. The kids were so excited to be able to talk. Some, now, they weren't literally talking. It was just um, messaging back and forth. Um, but that's how far we've come from a technology standpoint. But that's where I got started. And then went through that first season. And after the season, uh, Coach Al Seagraves gave me a call and, and asked me to uh, come join him at Elon College. He, uh, coach Seagraves was my position coach at the Citadel. And he had just gotten the Elon College job and asked me to come with him. So I went to Elon College, and I was the running backs coach. I was also the strength coach for the athletic department, and I was the academic advisor for the athletic department. So most of the other coaches taught a class. I didn't teach a class, but at times I would have to leave because I had to go work out the soccer team or the basketball team. or the, uh, I think baseball did their own thing. But, but I had all the other sports as far as a weightlifting capacity. And then also uh, I did meet with everybody um, when it was time for registration because, again, I was the academic advisor uh, for the athletic department. A lot of learning there, a lot of learning. It was my first college job, and uh, I definitely thank Coach Seagraves for giving me that opportunity. Um, but we will have those guys on a little bit later. Of course, on the basketball scene, which, is, of course, is the big thing now, the basketball scene, Suns have swept the Nuggets. So they're sitting at home right now relaxing a little bit, trying to see what's going on with the Nets. I said before that I thought the Nets were going to win it all if they stayed healthy. That is the question, if they stay healthy. Will they stay healthy? They haven't. Um, tonight uh, they have the Bucks. And we'll, we'll get a chance to see if uh, they can get it done with just Kevin Durant. Harden's out, Kyrie's out. 
Um, so, so it's going to be a big one. We'll see if Durant can get it done, um, and, and we'll see what happens. You know, it's uh, it, it's a big one. We'll see the star power of Kevin Durant tonight. And then Atlanta's still fighting. Um, they had a nice win last night. So there's a lot of things going on there uh, on the basketball scene. But uh, and we still just one small note on the football scene. What is Aaron Rodgers going to do? That is the question. But, hey, here's one thing that I've noticed throughout my career, and that's the harder I work, the luckier I get. You know, one of the things I often talk to my guys about is, are you lucky? And then I have to ask the question, what is luck? Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. You got to make sure that you're prepared for when the opportunity comes. All right, let's listen to Eric Thomas talk a little bit about the harder you work. Hold on. And George Foreman admits that he gave Muhammad Ali everything he had. And Muhammad Ali grabbed him and pulled him to him. Old man hadn't fought in years, hurt. And Muhammad Ali pulled him to him and said, is that all you got? And George Foreman said when he heard the words, that all you got, it penetrated his spirit. And said, I didn't gave my man everything I got. I can't seem to knock him down. And Muhammad Ali said when he said that to him, he looked into the pupils of his eyes and he said at that point he knew George Foreman. Lay hold of it. You lay hold of it. And when that thing tells you to quit, you look at it in his eye and say, I ain't going nowhere. I will break you before you break me. You will not defeat me. You will not destroy me. Some of you are so ignorant. You've been through so much hell. You going to quit now? You should have quit 10 years ago when you got raped. You should have quit 10 years ago when he walked out on you. You should have been quit. You don't quit now. It's the 10th round. You got two more to go. And when you get to success, it's not about skill. When you get to a certain level of success, it's about stamina. It's about stamina. It's about you won't break me. You can't take me. It's too late. You should have broke me a long time ago. I'm unbreakable now. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? You're not hearing what I'm telling you? Y'all thinking it's about talent, it's not. It's about taking the gift you got and, and laying hold of it. Have you ever laid hold of something? You created that thing. This ain't no job. That thing speaks about who you are as a person, how you approach life. This ain't no, this ain't no gig. This is the essence of who I am. This is my spirit. This is my character. This ain't no job. Why are you treating it like a job? It's your calling. You took responsibility when I wasn't willing to take responsibility. Don't disrespect nobody that did that. I used to disrespect my, bio- my father who raised me because he wasn't my biological father. I used to disrespect him. Now I honor him. I used to think like, yo, you lied to me. No, you didn't lie to me. You gave me your last name. You took responsibility that didn't belong to you. That was somebody else's responsibility. And you took somebody else's responsibility. To that I will owe you for the rest of my life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It wasn't no lie. You gave me your last name. And I got to respect the fact that you get me. And I got to live it with honor. And then I got to give my kids a name that ain't our name. Because the person that was supposed to be there didn't. The power to influence or direct 
people's behavior or the course of events. The problem with some of you in this room, you don't have, you don't have the power or the influence to direct nothing. And this is your life. You should be in control of your life. Let me tell you something. The relationships you have with others are going to be great when you can control your life. Because when you put stuff on people that ain't supposed to be on people, you, you kill a relationship. So all these relationships that you're mad at is your fault. You put on them more than they should add on them. And they love you enough to take stuff they shouldn't be taking. And now you got to take back what's yours. Oh, please hear what I'm saying. I told my son, son, I love you, but there's some folks that's been doing stuff for me that you should be doing. I need you to get in your place. And I need you not just to get your anointing. I need you to come get your anointing. Oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. I don't, I don't need you to get your inheritance. I need you to come get your birthright. Listen to me, some of you are at the point where you need to stop watching the videos. You've seen it now. You need to stop watching the videos. So hear what I'm saying. You need to stop watching the videos. You either need to go to the Masters of the Game or Game Changers or BU or don't do nothing else. You just need to fly. Some of you need to stop listening to motivational speeches. And you need to become one. You need to stop being inspired and you need to start inspiring. I don't know who you are, but you know you fiend out. You, you watched enough videos. No more video ain't going to do nothing for you. Action is going to do something for you now. So I need you to say, I need you to, I'm giving you permission to get your power back. This is not, I'm giving it to you. Somebody took it from you. Your mom, dad, I don't know, somebody said something to you in the wrong way and you took that and you shouldn't have taken it. I'm giving you permission now to fly, to take control. Some of y'all, you delusional. I just need you to do me a favor. When you are delusional, you can never get the outcomes you want because you, the, your, the premise in which you're operating from is a lie. So you got to work from truth. And some of us don't want to deal with truth because it's so difficult. E.T., you dropped out of school. E.T., you grew up in a certain community. In order for you to be able to do what you need to do like a Tony Robbins, there's some things that you don't have in your arson that if you can just admit you don't have it in your arson, then you can go get it. But until you admit that you don't have it, you'll never be able to do it. So I need you to make a huge favor. I just need you to be real. And the reason why a lot of y'all don't want to be real because some of you would rather be in a lie and at least have a lie than not have anything at all. You already know the reality about that relationship. You already know that job, you ain't about to, your boss ain't about to cash you out. You're just scared to quit and start your own business because you don't know if you're going to do well or not. You know you shouldn't. Come on, be honest. You know you still shouldn't be at that job right now. You still shouldn't be at that job, but you're delusional. That one day is going to be your day. That one day you're going to merge your job and your, your calling together. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to just leave. Right? Was that the last one, son? Oh, the dream will destroy you. Right? Let it. The first version of Eric Thomas would never be able to stand in front of you guys. The first version of Eric Thomas, the high school dropout, that guy would have never been able to stand here and help you. I had to destroy that Eric Thomas. 
that Eric Thomas that grew up in Detroit and had like that Detroit mentality, while I love it, it doesn't transfer to every community. I had to de- let, let the dream destroy you. Let it strip you. Let it remake and mold you. Don't be afraid. Some of you are afraid. Listen to me. Wherever you from, if that's where you from, if you leave, you can always come back. I promise you. I promise you when you come back, you can get right back in the conversation. Ain't nothing going to change. I promise you, whatever world you're from, if you go to other worlds, you can always go back to that world. Are you listening to me? Let it destroy you. So I was talking to a coach yesterday, NBA coach. Um, I've been wanting this opportunity for my whole, like for a long, long time. And coach called me, right? Let it destroy you. And my, my, my natural personality. It's for real, bro. I want to barter. You know, let's, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? I, I give you this, you give me that. Let's barter. We ain't, ain't got necessarily exchange money, but let's barter. So coach hit me up and was like, yo, we love to, you know, uh, we love to have you come to practice. We love to bring you to the games. We like to have you on the jumbo screen. We love to have you come out and the crowd meet you. I was like, that's cool, coach, but I eat now from the NBA. I don't do, I, don't, I got, I could have been in any Alabama game. I ain't been to none. I don't do that, coach. I need, a, I need a check. I hit C. Like, C, I need this letter. Can you write this for me? I'm going to send it. Destroyed me, meaning that. You know how hard it was to send that letter? Because I understood if I sent that letter, that that letter was only going to do one or two things. That's what you're scared of. You're scared, you, you scared to get to the real answer. Once I sent my man that letter, only two things going to happen. One, he's going to pay me. Or two, he's going to say, no, thank you. And that's what you're afraid of. You're afraid to get to the real answer. And yes, while it hurt, I let it destroy me, meaning what? Every time I do it, it's that much easier for me to do it. And what I had to think about was, yo, bro, if you don't want to pay me and you know what I do, then that means you're looking out for you. Why? Because you're getting a check. That's what I love about folk, bro. You're getting a check. You're making millions as a coach. If you really think I'm as good as you think I am, and you just told me what I could do for the team, if you're getting a check every time they do better, then why wouldn't you give me a check and bring me in? So really you're showing your hand. What you're really telling me is you don't really value me because if you really value me, you'd cut the check. But what you tell me is I have to talk to front office. You ain't got to talk to front office. You got Jews. So do me a favor. Let it destroy you. The, the version of you that you are right now is a blessing, but it won't take you to the next level. What got you here won't take you there. So let the dream destroy you, tear you down, redefine you, build you back up, make you stronger. Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Everett Sands of the West Foundation Sports Talk Show. We're back, and I have a bunch of guys on tonight that uh, I started my collegiate coaching career with. I have uh, the head coach at Elon College back in 1996, Al Seagraves, the defensive coordinator, Tim Beckman, the offensive coordinator, Henry Trevathan, the D-line coach, Kyle Gillenwater, and the linebacker coach, Pat Abke. Guys, how's everything going? Good. Everything's great, Everett. Oh, well. Excellent. Well, hey. Thanks for having us all on your show, man. Hey, thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for joining us. And, Coach, if you don't mind, start us off. Just tell us a little bit uh, uh, you know, about your career 
uh, coaching and what you've been doing uh, since then? Well, I'm an old man, so this would take up the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I played in Pennsylvania at, at Shippensburg State College and uh, worked there as a graduate assistant. And then I got my I got a real break and opportunity and went up to to coach at West Point. Um, they had a took a, a position where you could be direct commissioned into the Army mm-hmm. as a second lieutenant and assigned to West Point. And uh, that you were assigned to the uh, varsity football staff, so that was pretty cool. Did that for four years, and uh, I worked for Coach Lou Saban, who spent a lot of time in the NFL. Anyway, uh, Coach, after I left there, I went on to uh, University of Central Florida. Coach Saban took the job there, and I went down there as a young coach with him as a defensive coordinator, and then I uh, went on to the Citadel. And we were there for ten years. And, uh, we were fortunate and hit it right and had you know, a lot of success there. And that really gave me an opportunity to, uh, you know, get the head coaching job at uh, Elon University. It was Elon College back then. Yeah. <laughs> the fighting Christians. Yeah, the fighting yep. I got some great stories there, God. You'd appreciate it. Mickey Math, we wanted to get in the Southern Conference. So I called, uh, uh, I was thinking Colonial, which they're in now, but I called Mickey Matthews. I said, hey, Mickey, you know, could you talk to some guys (laughs) in a conference and, you know, uh, know, maybe, you know, see if you get us in. Well, he said, well, Coach, you guys are a Christian school like Liberty. I don't know how willing the people are. I said, man, if you guys saw these guys party on Thursday's night, you'd think differently. <laughs> he hadn't changed one bit. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, Kyle, you go on and uh, go on and tell us a little bit about you. Well, I started my coaching at Bridgewater College and then uh, went on to Hargrave Military Academy with the postgraduate program which is actually where I met Coach Matthews. Then I went to Marshall. Um, and then back to Hargrave for a short, t- uh, about six months when Coach Donnelly went to Georgia. And then to Elon there with you guys. And then I spent 16 years at uh, James Madison. And wow. uh, one year back at Bridgewater before I went to Furman for three uh worked for Bruce Fowler there, and then the uh, last few years I've been back in Harrisonburg uh, watching my kids play and coaching at East Rockingham High School. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. The uh, Pat. Yes, sir. Tell us a little bit about what well, you've been I, doing. Well, what I've been doing, and we won't go that far, but uh, – uh, <laughs> they played out of high school there, Muller High School there with Jerry Faust. Uh, went from there to a small school, Carson Newman College. And uh, after I got done playing there, I student coached there for a year because I had a, uh, another year of uh, uh, semester left. Uh, after that, I had an opportunity to be a graduate assistant there at Louisiana Tech and uh, got hired uh, about a year later there at a small school at the time is North Greenville Junior College now uh, it's North Greenville University then went from there to Lenore Rhine uh, 
Lenore Ryan to Presbyterian College, then uh, got a phone call one December from one Al C. Graves and uh, headed up <laughs> north to uh, to Elon University. And now I'm working uh, with with Apke Total Restoration. Uh, we specialize in water damages and fire restorations. Uh, my brother's been doing that probably for the last, I don't know, 87, 30-something years, and uh, I've been right. with him for the last 12. Good. Good. Now you're finally making some money, Pat. <laughs> well, I'm not, Real I, I, I'm not working as much. <laughs> uh, as, 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 I don't have five titles on my uh, shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Before we get to Harry and Tim, you know, uh, year two when I was at Elon, I started counting up my hours, and I was like, you know what? I think I get paid about a dollar fifty an hour. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a raise. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you and, and you had to work all summer with the weight uh, weight room there, Everett. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Henry, tell us a little bit. Oh, Lordy, I don't know if my dementia is kicking in here. I don't know if I can remember that far back. <laughs> Good to hear uh, hear from Pat. And is is Beck back on here? You betcha. Yep, Beck is betcha. on too. All right. Man, some voices from the past. Wow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I started out uh, as a graduate student at East Carolina and coached at Rose High School. Uh that was my first coaching job, uh, left there and went to NC State as a graduate assistant, um, then took a high school head job in Raleigh at Broughton High School. I was there for eight years, left there, went to Lenore Ryan with Charlie Forbes and was there for five. Of course, we played Elon every year and uh, got a call like Pat did from from Albert there and moved over to uh, Elon. I wasn't quite sure how how smart Coach Seagraves was. He hired me to coach the <laughs> offensive line, and I, hell, I was a quarterback. So. <laughs> but uh, we talked the same language uh, option football-wise, so uh, that worked out. But we were there eight, I believe, isn't that right, eight years? Um, yeah. Yep. Left, eight left. Left there and uh, coached at, uh, when we left Elon, I stayed in Alamance County because my family, uh, my kids were approaching high school age, so I wanted to kind of keep them together. So took a high school job there for three years and then got out of coaching for four years and got an opportunity to get back in at Cardinal Gibbons High School in Raleigh. was there a year. Uh, then went back to Alamance County for two years and then got a call from um, Des Kitchens, who was retained by Dave Doran uh, on the staff there at NC State. Um, Des, old Furman guy, Everett, you probably know Des. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Know, yeah, you know Des. You remember and, him, Pat. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we had a lot of conversations about that game. Returning that, returning those punts and everything. Um, yeah, but then got the opportunity to go to NC State as the high school relations person, and I've been there. This will be our ninth year, 
uh, mm. nine and, and, and going strong. So hopefully we can win enough next year to, to stay on a while. So that'll right. kind of bring everybody mm-hmm. up to date on, on, on where I'm at. All right. And not but not and last but not least, Tim Beckman. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, guys, uh it's great getting back on the on the phone with you. I know it's been too long, but uh it's been uh awesome uh, you know, uh being down here in Florida and being able to, to think about all the great people that I've been able to be blessed to be around. So uh I was raised as a coach's son. Uh dad was in college and high school and and in the NFL, so I was around him my whole life and blessed enough to uh, get an opportunity to play at, uh, at the University of Kentucky for a couple of years. And they really realized right away that, boy, he ain't good enough. So I transferred up to uh, a school called the University <laughs> of Finley and played up there. Um, met my beautiful wife there and uh, got married and was blessed enough. Coach Dye gave me an opportunity to be a GA at, uh, at Auburn. And uh, went down there and, and got to be involved with the uh, War Eagle, the Tigers, and, and then headed over to Western Carolina and started getting some gray hair, I think about 24 and 25, trying to stop Coach C. Graves' offense and a guy named Everett Sands at uh, fullback. Uh, you know, and I thought, boy, I got to get out of here because Citadel's running the, running the roof here. So, uh Got a telephone call uh, from from Coach Seagraves, just as everybody else has mentioned, and uh, was blessed with an opportunity that, uh, that 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 probably wasn't worth it right then. But uh, she had jumped in to be a defensive coordinator and uh, enjoyed enjoyed that. And working with Pat and Kyle and the and the offensive staff was just a blessing. And uh, got an opportunity to go to Bowling Green, uh, coach at Bowling Green for for a while and. Got to stay on with Urban Meyer uh, for a couple years and then uh, got an opportunity to go to Ohio State and coach with Jim Tressel and uh, was an outstanding opportunity. Uh, got Had a great, great football team and coached in a national championship game. Uh, didn't play very good. We had to play against that guy named Urban Meyer. And, boy, did I want to beat him. But uh, we didn't beat him. So, uh, But what a great, great opportunity. And went to Oklahoma State and – uh, coach there with Coach Gundy, so you can see I was very blessed coaching for some outstanding uh, head football coaches, uh, starting with uh, Coach Seagraves, who was the one that gave me an opportunity to be a coordinator. And uh, went on from there to Toledo and then to the University of Illinois, and now I'm at, uh, I'm at home, and I get to uh, work for an uh, outstanding program with Chris Collinsworth and Pro Football Focus, and I get to watch my football every day. Uh, get to get to critique it and see 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 the game up 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 and personal. I miss coaching the kids, but uh, get to do that. And and uh, my wife comes home every day with a big smile on her face because she's living her dream now. So it was a it's been a blessing down here, and uh, I can't thank you enough, Everett, for having this opportunity for all of us to get back together. Hey, hey, I'm glad to have everybody there. Glad to have everybody. And I'm gonna let whoever wants to start this off. What is what's one of your your uh, your big memories at at Elon College? Camp blocking the field goal to beat Western Carolina. <laughs> oh yeah, no question. You, I, I was I was just ready for somebody to say that. I had my son born. Uh, you know, in in an, in a uh, on a Wednesday in October, you're sitting at the football game on Saturday. 
my wife getting some dirty looks because he's only three days old, but he's going to his football game like he should and, and blocking that, uh, that, that point to beat the Catamounts. I loved it. Yes. Yes. Now, hey, now, one of the big things I remember was we played, uh, who was it? Uh, um, was it Western Western Illinois or Eastern Illinois? Who was that we played that had the the DN? We did quite well. Oh, the, oh, that was Western. The oh, defensive oh. end for Western, oh, Illinois. Western Illinois. Yeah, oh. yeah. He the, the, the transfer from Michigan. Michigan who was eligible that oh, game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, somehow he got eligible week three of the season. I don't know how he got eligible week three of the season. He got eligible. Yeah. Yeah. He would take the dive and then run the quarterback down. It's like, dude, what in the world is going on? What was his name? Does anybody remember his name? I I, I just remember that one play. He took uh, uh, Derek and the quarterback, and he just spun him on his finger <laughs> like a basketball and dropped him on his knee. And and all I hear is Holdhauser up in the press box yelling at me to get the uh, 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 ref's attention. And I get the ref's attention, wave him over there, and, and uh, uh, he, he said, uh, "He says you tell that blank official that was uh, uh, that was against or call the police." So I tell the official, "You need to call the police." <laughs> and I said, "Why is that, Will?" He said, "Damn it, that was an assault." <laughs> it was a pile driver. Oh, that guy could play. Wow. Yeah, it was, was something special. He came to the mustard tackle with fullback with one arm and quarterback with the other. Yeah. I remember that. Oh man. Oh, that was uh that that was something else there. That was something else. The um now Elon. Um of course it it, it changed its name to Elon University. Uh, but I don't know if you all knew it. It used to be a Jeopardy question. What is the only right. college university whose name is exactly the same as the name of the town? Hmm. And, of course, it used to be uh, Elon College, and the town yeah. used to be Elon College. Uh, now, that's no mm-hmm. longer a Jeopardy question because Elon University and the town name is just Elon. But, nonetheless, nonetheless, the amount... Uh. Uh, um, from uh, your coaching days, just just everybody just just sort of think. Uh, and I know Kyle, I know you're still coaching. What's one of the the big things um, that you wanted to instill in in, in the young men um, that you were coaching? Well, I'll tell you the truth, Everett. I always got more from them than they probably got from me. But. Uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, follow your dreams, work hard, and good things will happen. That's, you know, that's in a nutshell, that's about it. If you show up to work every day, you'll make something happen, and it'll generally positive. Yeah, no question, Kyle. And just the the reward of being around, uh, you know, an 18 to 21 year old and, and get to experience, uh, you know, their life and, and, uh, you know, trying to teach them the, the, the right ways to, uh, treat women with respect to, uh, playing football as hard as you possibly can to, 
sitting in the first two rows of your class, um, you know, to show everybody that this scholarship really means something to you. Um, definitely mm-hmm. uh, those types of things and building those relationships. It's not just a relationship for four or five years, it's a relationship forever. And just like as, right. a, as a football coach, we're a fraternity and we're all in this thing together and we're all going to be friends forever and we're all going to take care of one another together. And uh, that's yep. that's one of the biggest things I remember. Good. Everett, I'll tell you what it is for me. Um, we coached there at a time when kids would go to school to play football and get an education. And right. they had a they had a good balance of you know, all those things. The industry mm-hmm. nowadays is not like that. Um right. it has become more and more professional and it has you know, most of the kids you're lucky if you get a kid to stay in your program more than three years. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's good for the years, if he's not good enough to play, he's probably going to leave after two years and try to go play somewhere else. So it's right. good to have a group of kids, at least from my perspective, in the mm-hmm. offensive line, a group of kids that love to play football because it was football. They knew they probably weren't going to go on and play beyond college, but they loved it. And I see a lot of those kids today, you know, Ross Gradley and uh, Brandon Mason are still in uh, in, uh, in Burlington. Scott McLean, Charlie Chandler's coming, bringing his son to our camp, NC yep. State, this weekend. And those guys are still connected. They talk to each other, uh, you know, and, and that doesn't exist much anymore in in our industry, right? And and that's mm-hmm. what that's what I appreciate. My right. sense. Yeah, I was blessed enough to get a uh, call from uh, a young man that uh, was able to coach my uh, first couple of years of coaching as a full timer at Western and Julius Grant. And uh, Julius is doing a great job yeah. now, and, and uh, Julius ends up uh, wanting to come down for a little visit down here to the beach. I said, "Come on down here." get on down here. So uh, it's great to have him here and, and uh, staying with us and just those relationships that, 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 that last forever. Uh, those are the things that you're just so, so proud and blessed of. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. I'll, I'll just tip in there. Go ahead. I'll just tip in there too. Uh, ever, along with the, what all the guys are saying is just uh, the opportunity that we had to, to impact uh, kids' lives, you know, it wasn't all just football. I mean, we had mm-hmm. an opportunity, uh, you know, to try to help uh, become better men, better students, prepare them for life after college, good husbands, ride into the community and uh, serve. Uh, you know, there were a lot of good, a lot of great things. And like all the guys said, uh, the relationships that you build, with the players and the coaches, they they last forever, for sure. Yep. I just want to real quick, uh, ever just shift gears a little bit. Uh, all you guys, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you because you did a phenomenal job. I'm proud of you. You know, we at Elon when we took the job, they were Division Two, moving to 1AA. Um, you know, we had a 
what a huge challenge, and you guys met the challenge, and, you know, they are where they are today because of you guys. And I mean that because you guys know, you know, the mentality that we had to uh, change and, and try to do it as fast as we could, make them mentally and uh, more mentally and physically tougher, and, you know, um, make them be more committed as a, as a team and a program. And, you know, truth be known, you know, they had great resources, really good resources, or maybe even great resources for Division Two. But mm-hmm. it was a huge challenge moving to Division One, one double A. But you guys met the challenge. You did a great job recruiting, great job coaching. You know, we were able to retain, the, you know, the players and they de- develop them. And, uh, you know, the, the, I know something, you know, one of the tough things was uh, I, I knew it was going to happen. You know, uh, Kyle, you got an opportunity to go to James Madison and, and make more money and uh, more responsibility and, and really a, a, a proven program, okay? And, and, you know, ever went back to the Citadel. Back, hey, you stay with me the whole time, buddy. Appreciate yeah, that. right-hand man. And Henry water the lawn. But ever, you know, ever went on to back to the Citadel and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, Tim, you know, went on to great things at Bowling Green and then on to Ohio State and you know, become a head coach. But, I, you know, I just want you guys to know that um, it was like through Danny getting the handcuffed behind his back and thrown in the water with a tank. <laughs> We're in a case and you guys found a way to get us out of it and, and really, uh, you know, develop the program and, you know, help it move forward to where it is today. I appreciate David, that, I'll pitch this here as far as for the uh, the kids, and, and I, I'm a big believer, and uh, uh, I think Lou Holt said a long time ago, this is the greatest gift God gives us is being able to choose. And, uh, you know, you, you choose your attitude, and, and, and uh, you choose the people you hang around with and all all, all the little things. And, and just having that choice or, or – or, uh, opportunity to choose uh, your situation that you want to be in from good to bad. Um, so, you know, just, just doing the little things, make big things happen. And, uh, right. And that was pretty neat that, uh, you know, had an opportunity read, uh, uh, just listened to Lou Holtz speak uh, on that years ago. And that always stuck with me and with the kids and uh, just being the best situation you can possibly be in and, and, and choose to be a good good person. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That is that is big, and uh, something that you know. I I think that some of the kids are a lot of the kids are a little different, and I think part of that is because of social media. It's almost as if it's an entitlement. They they feel like they're entitled for people to hear what they have to say. Um, so mm-hmm. I think it is a little different. Um, now, now, Henry, you know you're, you're definitely thoroughly immersed in that. Um, how do you think the kids are, are a little bit different today than they were uh, years ago? Well, I'm not sure the kids are different as much as I am. The the industry's different. Um, okay, I can remember in 19, 
84, 85, I was coaching there at, at the high school in Raleigh, and a reporter came up to me and said, we're getting ready, or the local TV station's getting ready to televise one of the local Raleigh teams game every week. What do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I don't really know, but I, I'm not inclined to, to think that I would like it because if you do one this week, what you going to do next year? What you going to do the following year? I think it's a slippery right. slope. And right now you can turn on a game. You can turn on a, and watch a, a high school in California play a high school in Virginia or Georgia or somewhere on television. Mm-hmm. They're flying all over the place. They're getting money to do this and do that. And I just, I, I think that the, the the money has changed the game. Uh, and I think the kids have just, I mean, you really can't blame them. They just have followed along, and, and the parents, the, you know, the parents as well. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's a, a completely... It's a completely different animal. I'm not saying I'm for or against it or, or it's good or bad mm-hmm. or anything like that. I'm just right. saying it is what it is. Um, right, exactly. But yeah, roster management is the most difficult thing right now in in college football. Knowing, mm-hmm. like, we're recruiting 2,022 kids right now. We don't even mm-hmm. know how many scholarships we're going to have. Because we don't know, yeah. you know, we got five kids that could leave after this year if they have good seasons. Yeah, uh, you know, and they don't have a good season, they may stay. So, it's it's just a completely different animal, you know, from that standpoint. And and Coach T, another thing that makes next year that much more difficult um, is the fact that NCAA, which they should because it was a crazy year that we had. They gave everybody another year. Um, so this year, it's like everybody got extra scholarships. But the following year, it goes back to the 85 or 63, depending on what level you're on. And now they got to right. determine, do I this kid back that I know what he can do, or do I go and assign a freshman? Um, so I think roster management is going to be almost impossible. Not, it's going to be well, really hard. That's yeah, that's what we're de- yeah, that's what we're dealing with right now. We're offering two thousand twenty two right. kids. How many do right. you offer? Um how yeah. many commitments do you take? Um Right. And you know, kids are starting to want to come in, in mid year. How many mid year spots mm-hmm. are you gonna have? You know, so it's mm-hmm. uh you, you gotta tread very lightly. You don't wanna overextend exactly. yourself and have to pull back offers, you know, at the last minute. We had we had to cut three people from our team last week to to make our our Title IX number in August, and those were those were mm. three walk-ons that had been in the program for three years. That that was a difficult wow. thing, and it was the first time yeah. in eight years that we that you know we'd had to do that, and um, really tough. Yeah, uh, especially after the kid been on the team for three years and now he's going to his senior year. Wow. Yeah, that is tough. That is tough. That is tough. Uh, it's 
it's going to be a slippery slope, as you said, definitely in the next next couple of years. Um, and I guess it's but holiday. The, the other thing, back yeah, the, the other thing too, Everett, that's coming down the pike is the image and likeness. Um, right. No, yeah. Nobody knows what that's going to entail. Right. You know, everybody's trying right. to figure out how they're going to deal with it, but nobody knows what's going to happen with that stuff. And, what is um, that, Henry? Henry, what is the that? The NCAA is getting ready to pass a, a rule that says you can make money off signing your autograph or yeah. do oh, a yeah. commercial. Yeah. It's called mm-hmm. image and likeness. Image and yep. likeness, okay. Which don't it, tell me it's going to don't tell me what it means because I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. And they can sign yeah. autographs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But in my mind, it's going to make it kind of like a a professional league. It's, it, it, to me, the the rich can get richer and the poor can get poor because mm-hmm. you can actually recruiting being affected by that by saying, hey, if you come here, this car dealer, is going to go on and put your name on a billboard, he's going to pay you. <laughs> no doubt. And, and again, I don't know all the details, but. Mm. <laughs> well, nobody knows the details, Everett. Um, right. Any any school that you see that's coming up with, you know, they're hiring people, they're creating an office of this and that and the other, they're all speculating that, that they know what it's going to end up being. Um, right. We just don't know. Right. You know. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I, I really can't. Waste it. I don't know how it's going to be a positive, so to speak. Yeah. So I don't. I don't want to waste, waste your time, but I got an email about six months ago from a guy who was starting a company, and what he was going to mm-hmm. do is reach out to your boosters, raise money, and then pay. By position, in other words, if you sign at NC State, you get a ten thousand dollar, whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. and it, of course, this was a private guy. And he was way ahead of him. He didn't know what he was doing, right. but you can see right. what that's how that's going to yeah. stimulate mm-hmm. schemes and plans and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, now while we while we talk in controversy, let me ask this question: um, the uh, the transfer portal. How do you all feel <laughs> about the transfer portal? I think somebody said it best. Maybe Henry a minute ago. The rich are just going to get richer because if you've got a right. mediocre team that's got a great player, and they all got great players, that 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 yep. kid's going to end up. Well, I'm here in Harrisonburg. JMU lost their best four football players to Virginia. Yeah. Huh. The day they lost huh. the semifinal game. So they just uh, got huh. worse after having a great year. Wow. Huh. And to, to 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 open that up to basically no rules and transfers, the huh. greater going to get greater and everybody else is going to struggle now, more so than ever, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. The um, 
I mean, you look at this example here when University of Virginia won the basketball championship, what, three years ago, and Duke struggled with all their mightiness at Duke. They didn't have a three-point shooter. If the rules were in place now, an average program like Virginia was at the time loses their two guards to Duke, and they never win the championship, and they're never thought about again. True. That is true. We had a pretty we had a you pretty know, good game going, and and it's definitely changed. And uh, yeah. you know the the change is occurring, and we all got to adapt to it somehow or some way. But uh, boy, we did have mm-hmm. a hell of a game going there. <laughs> the you know one of one uh, of I, my big concerns with the portal um, is that they changed the rule where you don't have to tell the coach anything; you can just leave. Um. So you can be unhappy and just throw the deuces up and leave. Um, to me, part of the issue with that is that he sit down and talk to anybody about academics. Because um, if you transfer, you, I'm sure all those classes aren't going to transfer. Um, so now if all my classes don't transfer, and do I – well, now I was a junior, now I'm a sophomore. Now my eligibility up, they don't pay for it, am I going to graduate? I mean, so – just some of those things are, are kind of what I think about when I think of the portal. You know, looking so for that's, me, that's, outside in, it, 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 it's all about that dollar. And right. uh, uh, with right. all the programs and, uh, uh, you know, do you start paying the kids? Uh, and it just goes mm-hmm. from one extreme to the next. Uh, you know, from transferring. But at the same time, I think some of the smaller programs could uh, could loop into it. Uh, when I say smaller, uh, you know, uh, smaller conferences uh, could get a big-time right. ball player, big-time quarterback. That's one person who makes a big, big difference in a program. Uh, look back in the day mm-hmm. with Larry Bird when he played at uh, Indiana State. Yeah. Who thought Indiana State's going to go to the final game against uh, – against Magic Johnson in Michigan State. So one person right. can make a big difference. Yep, no doubt. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, I'd I say uh, on the for a portal or whatever, I, I, I personally am opposed to it um, because I think we had a, a good situation where you know, if a kid was in Division One, let's say, you know, say I sign at, uh, at NC State. I'm just using that as an example, Henry. But And maybe I'm not, you know, I'm a really good player, but I'm not going to be a great player at, at, at an NC State at Division One school. So mm-hmm. then you, you used to be able to transfer down and not lose a year, Right. Right. Okay. Yes, sir. Now it's transferring up and not losing a year. So I mean, you know, you, like uh, uh, Kyle was just talking about. I mean, if if you're the what do they call it now? Uh, you got the FBS, the football bowl. FCS is yep. the big guy, Division One. Right? And you got FBS. Mm-hmm. You got great that shoot, maybe scarfed up by Division One, leave their teammates at like a James Bottas and just had a great year. And they up and leave and and don't have to sit and I, I just don't I'm concerned because uh, 
one, there's just a lot of uh, cherry picking going on. And the second thing is, you know, if if it's for some other reason, maybe the kid's not quite ready yet or he can develop, mature, and become a great player, uh, I think uh, Roy Williams said it best. You know, he just retired from the University of North Carolina. He went through the thing was a great player, you know, seven-foot-one kid that wanted to transfer, was having a tough time. He's, you know, upset because he's not getting enough minutes or not developing like he wanted to. Well, you know, like Roy said, sometimes we grow through our failures or we we grow Mm -hmm. when we don't perform as well as we want to. And and we learn some valuable lessons from it. Like maybe I need to work harder, spend more time in the weight room. I need to get faster, mm-hmm. bigger, stronger. I could do things. You know what I'm saying? It's, and yep. To me, the kids are losing those type of values and in, in taking some easy roads and easy ways out. And I don't know that it's in the best interest of the kids all the time. Mm-hmm. That's just exactly. me personally. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree with that, Coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And here's the thing. Yep. I actually had a athletic I'm sorry? Anyway, go ahead. No, yeah, what I'm, I'm saying I had an athletic on. Weeks, uh, I, in life, you're going to have struggles. Oh, go ahead, Everett. I'm sorry. I was saying I had an athletic around a couple months ago, and he said approximately 70% of kids that go into the portal have nowhere to go. Well, the portal itself is not a problem. They just put a name on that because, you know, at JMU we'd get 200 transfer requests a year. Mm -hmm. It just saves a little paperwork, and and you don't have to do as much. But the change of the rules is a bigger problem when there is no no penalty for going anywhere for any reason. And and what I'm saying is some kids say, hey, um, I'm going to go on and leave. And then when they – you know, go try to leave, there's nowhere to go. That's right. Because <laughs> we, we had That's eight tough. kids leave our team this past year, and right. all eight of them all eight of them found a home, but they were all group of five or lower. Right. The, the, thing, mm-hmm. that, the thing that bothers you is when a Division two player or a uh, yep. You know, group of five, FCS player gets in a portal, mm-hmm. expected to go up. Um, right. You know that that's the kid that is is going to get you know left out. Um, yeah. every, every now and then, every now and then there'll be one that's you know good enough mm-hmm. and could help you, but you know most of them. You know, and and then once they yep. get in the portal. You know that coach that of the school that they're at, he's not going to want him back if he doesn't nope. find any place. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a tough it's a tough thing. Mm-hmm. That is. That it is. Well, in the game of that football, the game of football, the, the biggest word that I always used to think about was commitment. And mm-hmm. you know what the portal is is allowing is that commitment to not always be there. And to me, commitment is a huge life skill. It's not just about football. That's life. 
when you commit yourself to something, you say you're right. going to do that. And, uh, you know, I think that's the hardest thing because, uh, you know, I, 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 that's, that's the biggest word, the biggest thing that hits me is, is if I say we're going to do something, then I, then I honestly have to be committed to doing that and to get up and jump out uh, and, and to leave my, my teammates or my friends or my loved ones or whoever, um, you know, in life. I mean, that's just what uh, I thought the game of football was so rewarding for any student athlete that was playing the game was you got to build some big commitments with a lot of great people that are going to be your friends for life. And, you know, I think the portal enables it to get away from you a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Amen. I agree with 100%. Yeah. And it is kind of like uh, It's kind of like him and You can make a contribution or a commitment. That chicken made a contribution, but that hog made a commitment. So uh, (laughs) what you going to do? And you know, guys, really too. I, I, I see it, and uh, just, just again, I'm not coach. I mean, the atmosphere around our program was commitment, and that's what mm-hmm. got you to take a Division two football team and make it a one double A and make it a, a damn good one double A football team. And it was it was the atmosphere of commitment that the that the coaches had commitment to the players, and the players had commitment yeah. to to the coaches, and and. You know, I've been blessed to learn that and 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 see it uh, throughout my career as a coach. Is is the atmosphere of your your team is so essential uh, that that everybody has respect and commitment for one another. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. No question. You know what the commitment mm-hmm. is now? Make money and go to the NFL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right, Henry, that's yeah. right. The, uh, I'm, I'm serious. You know what? That's what they all think. That's what they all think. Yeah. That's what they all think. But uh, they get they get hit on the head after that first or yeah, second year. Even the ones that make it, first or yeah, second year, they realize, hey, uh, you know. After that first or second year, they realize, hey, uh, you know. I'm either not good enough or it's going to take longer than two years in the easy way out to jump ship. Right. You know, they, mm. right, they, they, they run, they run to find something else. You know, mm. it all goes back. Hey, to, hey, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm just curious. Um, uh, of the kids that play for you, what, what percentage have an opportunity to go on to the NFL? What do you think? Roughly. Who, who are you talking to? Uh, Henry. Yeah, I mean, because you're, you're yeah. in it right now in Division One, and I'm just curious because, you know, and I agree with you 100% and understand every one of the kids thinks, you know, the reason they're in college is for the NFL, but what the reality of it is, what percentage of your kids, uh, whether they leave or not, who you start with and what would you say, you know, percentage of kids that get an opportunity going to go in the NFL out of your program? I would I would say for us now, some other schools obviously are gonna be higher. But for yeah, us buy. you know, if you sign if you have a twenty to twenty two, twenty three kid signing class, I would say right. probably 
three or four will have an opportunity. One, yeah. maybe two will make it. Wow. Like last year, yeah, we had one. Yeah, you know, we we had yeah. we had four last year that got some sort of pre-agent or low dra- draft. We had one high draft, so so basically yeah. one kid. Uh, now next year we we'll, we may have say three. Uh, it, it varies from year to year, but uh, it ain't high. Thanks for sharing that, Henry. Because yep. you know I think uh, it's important you know, for for your listeners, uh, Everett, you know what I mean, whether they're young people or parents mm-hmm. or what have you, is to understand what the, and, and listen, uh, you know, I love you know, people live by their dreams and you grow, grow big by their dreams with hard work. But at the same time, you have to take a look at the big picture too and the whole thing. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm just saying, you know, just to be careful and, you know, for the listeners and, you know, that your loved ones that not, <laughs> you're talking about 5% of, of the kids. I think overall it's about 2%, I think, across the country that get an opportunity. Maybe 1% get a chance to play when you look at all of college football. But, um, you know, my dad told me one thing. Uh, something that had stuck with and resonated all my life. Yeah, I was in college as a player and even as a coach, is that you know, you're not going to play football forever. That's what he told me. You're just, someday you're not going to play football and you're going to have to hang up your cleats. Make sure you get a great education. The things you're learning from football are going to help you in your life. But uh, Anyway, thanks for sharing it and uh and get it out. Yeah, so you know, I just something real quick. There were there were forty two guys that um, got drafted out of the ACC this year. So if you're saying if everybody had had twenty five signees four years, there's fifteen teams in the ACC. It's three hundred seventy five kids. So uh, that's, that's that's not a a large number. Not a large number at all. No, and I wouldn't get a lot of high on those numbers. I'm sorry. I wouldn't go to Las Vegas on those odds. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So it's well, uh, then Everett, they, they 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 have they have to make the, make the squad. Then uh, you know everybody yeah. thinks every every player in the NFL is there for three, four, five, six, ten years. Realistically, a lot of them are there for a year and they're gone. Yeah. Even the right. practice squad players, and yeah. and that's it, it's hard. Uh, yep. And you're and you're bumped around a lot. Yep, no doubt. Right. A, a guy gave me a stat a couple of months ago. He said if you took out the all the guys, the longevity guys. You know, the Tom Brady's, the Drew Brees's, the kickers, oh. the punters. The had all those guys out. The average thing in the NFL is about ten and a half months. Yep. Um, so we all know that NFL stands are not for long. But but really, yep. how many guys make it past their second contract? Not many. Make it past their second contract, period. Uh, yes. Hey. Yeah. Everett, on a real positive 
on a real positive note. You know, Skip mm-hmm. obviously played at the University of North Carolina, went up in the Canadian League and played for five years. But um, mm-hmm. and, and I think all you guys would agree. You know, the, the lessons that you learn from the great game of football prepare mm-hmm. you <laughs> for life. Okay. Um, no I, I'll never forget when he came home, you know, finished playing and went out and went to, you know, went to work and he's in medical sales. He told me that, yeah, I got a great education, but the things I learned, valuable lessons that I learned in football, I carry with me every day in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. just a, a, a plug for the game because, you know, like, Pat, you always it ain't about the, uh, all the actors and those, but the Jimmys and the Joes, the players. Yeah. yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. it's great that, that we have an opportunity to work with those kids. And it's great that, uh, you know, the kids have an opportunity, not only academically, but to tie that together. The, uh, the football field is a great learning laboratory. And mm-hmm. prepares them for life. So, yeah, I agree. And coach, that's that's kind of what we build the West Foundation about uh, around. Yeah, we, we want kids to get that dream because, uh, as you said, there's so yep. much that you can learn from that. And, and I think oh, yeah. a lot of uh, employers look for those skills that you learn on the football oh, yeah. field in other athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, no they look for those things, that determination, you know, that discipline, that work ethic, you know, the accountability. That's what they look for, and that's what you learn yeah. playing sports. Absolutely. Yep. No question. I, I think the biggest thing that we gotta we gotta do is just help kids to understand that their sport's gonna end one day, and I gotta start preparing yep. for that day. You know, oh, yeah. it might be twenty years. You know, I might play 20 years in the NFL, but it's still going to end. And what am I going to do oh, yeah. next? What Someday am I it is. <laughs> yep, yeah. no doubt. No doubt. And, uh, no and that's, that's kind of what we try to emphasize. That is what we try to emphasize. So. Yeah, and that's awesome, Everett. Yeah. What you're doing with the, the West Foundation and for the young people there is phenomenal. I'm really looking forward to coming down and working the camp with you guys. And You know, it's so yes. important to the young people to have role models and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know learn about sports, get an opportunity to play the different things and mm-hmm. learn all the things that we were exposed to. It's going to serve them well. Yes, definitely, definitely. Well, hey, uh, um, everybody else, uh, I'm not sure if uh, you know, but we are having a uh, and, and Coach T. Thank you for that uh, that that, foot, that sign of football as well. Uh, but we're having a a camp on June the 26th um, down in, in my hometown of Conway, South Carolina. Uh, it's a free camp for the kids. It's for rising third to eighth graders, and I made an emphasis this year to, to get some more Elon guys out. Um, so uh, Kevin Leak, Kyle Henshaw. Stephen Ferguson uh, are just some few of the guys that have committed to coming down. So we're going to have a few more than that. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to uh, seeing those guys. 
Kelly Thomas put on Facebook right away uh, ever that he was going to come down. I don't know if he got in touch with him or not, but no, Kelly. I would definitely reach out to. Him. Yep, I would reach out to. Yeah, him. yeah, he said he was going to come. Yeah, I just heard from uh, Roger yeah. Allen. Roger right. Allen now. Um, that's right. Coming down. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Is Roger coming down, or he's already been down? Yep. No, Roger's coming down. Roger's coming down. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Outstanding. Roger's coming down. Um, let's see who else is there. Uh, I already said Kyle, Leak. Yeah. John, put down, Coach T. What's that? John Putnam, Putnam's coming down. Oh, cool. Travis really? Whitaker's coming well. Nice. Have you talked to Charlie? There you go. Charlie yeah, Charlie's going to try to make it. Um, so I, I got to just double check with him, see if he's going to. He might be uh, on the uh, – Camp tour with his son, but uh, but we're gonna try to get right him down as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, just a note for you guys too that uh, something you can really feel good about. A lot of a lot of the kids that we coached uh, or uh, went into coaching. Some, you know, several of them are head coaches now in high school. Uh, some mm-hmm. of them are assistants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkita Banks was out at Western Carolina yep. with the Tiger, and yep. now he's at Elon University. Uh, so, really proud mm-hmm. of those guys. You know, a lot of them sure. got involved and you know, jumped in the boat and road. So, it's good to see yep. that. Keith Gator. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is a Keith, uh, Army. college coach. Army. It's an Army, right? Yep. Yep. He's, he's an Army. Army. And Keith has a son hey, up there uh, at the Bengals. Does he? Mook, yeah. Mook, uh, Mook is a really successful high school coach. Took his team to semifinals of states a couple of years. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Good nice. stuff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, hey, the as as the camp grows, hopefully we can get more and more guys coming back. But like I said, I, I definitely made an emphasis because up to this year, um, Darren Bethay was the only guy that had been down, you know, for our previous three camps. So I was like, I get some more Elon guys here. So we, we're definitely looking forward to having those guys. So if any of you all cool. around the area, come on by. Have a good time. We'll have a good time. Yeah. Have a good time. Mm-hmm. The, um, now, if we could, we're going to go around one more time, um, and, and we'll go backwards to where we started. So, Beck, we'll start with you. Um, okay. For a young person that has aspirations of playing on the next level, whether it's collegially or or professionally, what words of advice would you give them? Well, you know, I, that's a great question. But uh, you know, I think first and foremost, it's uh, uh, and I've know I've used this word about a hundred million times, but. You know, you got to respect. You got to you got to respect the game. You got to respect your your uh, the, the people that are coaching you. You got to respect your, uh, uh, your yourself and, and your teammates. And you've got to give 110 percent as much 
on and off field, not just, just the football per- personality that you have, but it's that off the field presence that you can give to, to be a leader, to be the guy that uh, people can look up to. Um, it doesn't have to be your talent. It can be your uh, – and, and that's what the great thing that, that you've seen, and we've all got to experience those players that came in as walk-ons or came in as a, as a last guy on a, on a scholarship or a six-round draft choice that's starting in the, in the Super Bowl for the Chiefs that nobody thought mm-hmm. that just because he, he's not going to make it. And, um, you know, the, the, the kid, all Big Ten defensive back that was a walk-on that earned himself a scholarship that, that, that proved uh, to not the coaching staff but to his teammates that he could be successful on and off the field. They trusted and built respect from him. Um, so, yeah, I, I give it give it 110% and, and be respectful and, and showcase uh, your talents to everybody on and off the field. Coach <laughs> Uh, Everett, to me, it's you can, in, in my view, you can sum it up with the word priority. Um, it's okay to want to play in the NFL and and have a and have a career, but not at the expense of your of your spirituality, not at the expense of your family, not at the expense of your education. Uh, so many kids nowadays would put that goal to make it to the next level above everything else. So it's a matter of prioritizing what's important to you and, you know, what you can achieve. It kind of like what Coach, what, what Tim said earlier, it's a choice. And too many of, too much of our society, too much of our society emphasizes the wrong priority in choices. And I, you know, to me it's all about teaching the kid how to make the right choices by prioritizing what's important, what's, what's important but not as important, and on down the line. So that, that's, that's what I've learned in this business is it's okay to want things, but not at the expense of things that might be a little bit more important. And and we as exactly. adults have to help the have to help the kids see see through all the all the you know, all the uh fanfare and and, and figure out what's most important. Yeah. Okay. Good. Pat. Oh wow. Um you know, Al, Al said when we first got got there, I remember his little quote. It says, uh, "Give it all you got and two percent more," and, mm-hmm. uh, and just lay it on the line. But at the same time, you you, you uh, uh, talked about earlier as far as the choices that that you end up making, and uh, you choose your attitude. You can have a negative attitude. You can have a positive attitude. You know, it's good to have big dreams, and everybody loves big dreams. I'm a big dreamer, uh, but uh, uh, your dreams come true through through little little things. Little things make big things happen. It all doesn't come, you know, at you at once. And uh, sometimes you got to just sit back and 
and trusting God, and, and uh, hopefully everything can come together. But uh, just work hard in uh, whatever you decide to do and, and, and those kids decide to do and, and uh, have a positive attitude. Kyle? I think we mentioned this earlier, talking about the transfer portal, but the commitment, you know, if you're going to get there and that's not just at practice, in the classroom, the weight room, at practice, to your family, to your coaches, your teammates. I mean, it takes everybody that's involved, in most cases in your life, to get you through that. And, uh, you know, you got to be committed to all of it. Not just part of it, you're probably going to fall short. Right. It's uh, we talked about those numbers that Henry gave just a little bit ago. I mean, it's uh, it's a tough road to get to the ACC to play, much less staying yeah. back into the NFL playing. So, yeah. amen. That is very true, very true. And coach, yeah. Well, you know, you guys uh, talk about all the things that are important. I. First thing I would tell, it wouldn't really matter whether a kid was a third grader or a senior in high school, is uh, really uh, make a commitment to your academics. You know, make sure you're uh, getting your grades. If you need more tutoring or help, get it. Um, because you want to get, life is about giving yourself a chance. you got to give yourself a chance. And, you know, if – if you have the grades, um, I mean, Henry, you know, you look at NC State or any college for that matter, I mean, you have to have certain grades to be able to be on scholarship. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I would say first important thing is, uh, you know, take care of your grades. Make sure you're all on top of it. You're right. working hard, studying hard to get the grades. The other thing is, you know, if you're a little bit older or entering high school or, sophomore, junior year, you make sure you're preparing and taking your SATs. Don't wait till last minute, or SATs or ACTs. Again, it's all about giving yourself an opportunity, give yourself a chance. Uh, if you have a good grades and you have, uh, uh, you know, good SATs, you're giving yourself a better opportunity. And, and the other thing that we haven't talked about that I think is really important for kids today, um, you, you know, a lot of coaches are asking I'm talking about youth football or, or um, other sports are asking a kid to commit to one sport, one sport only. And I, I really think, you know, my uh, recommendation to the young people out there is to play as many sports as you possibly can. Because you're going to learn something from each sport, whether it's basketball, soccer, football, baseball, whatever it is, Okay. And uh, to be honest with you, I really took a look at that as a college uh, coach and as a uh, recruiter. If I could see a kid in all different kinds of situations and different sports and see how he reacted on the floor or in the sport, what kind of teammate he was, you know, his ability in all different sports, uh, that I felt real good if he had the grades and he had those things that I thought could help us be successful. Um, anyway, you know, I think those things are important. It, it, and what the guys talked about, when you get all those things squared away, you got to be committed. To, you know, it's one thing to 
to want something. Everybody wants it. Heck, I, no, I haven't met a guy yet that said, well, I don't want to make a lot of money. Everybody wants to make money. Every, you know, everybody wants the best, and they should, and that's our dream. At the same time, you got to be able to work for it. You've got to be committed to it and do what it takes as long as it's ethically and morally correct to achieve it. Right. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. The uh, two big things that that uh, I've I've talked about before um, is that there is no such thing as an overnight success. Um, yeah. As you alluded to, coach. I mean, it's, there's a lot of hard work that's been put in yep. behind the scenes before you have that that breakout moment. Um, and, and of course, it's, it's no different in athletics. It just doesn't happen. Um, the the work that you got to put in in the weight room, the work that you got to put in in the classroom, the work that you got to put in, yeah. you know, do those extra drills that nobody sees you doing is so important. Um, and it goes back to one of the things that one of my players said once, talking about one of the freshmen. He said, Coach, these kids got million dollar dreams and a minimum wage work ethic. And unfortunately, <laughs> that's the that's a good. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. It's, they, they, they have that big dream, but when it's time to go to work, oh, man, no, I'll do that later. No, nah, you got to put the work in. It's not just going to happen. Uh, you got to make it happen. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then the last thing before we get off, is something else that, I, that I've uh, said numerous times is that I believe the first step in becoming, this goes back to what Pat just said, um, the first step to becoming successful is to choose to be successful. And if you make that choice, mm-hmm. all those roadblocks and the bumps in the road that happen, it, that's all it is is a roadblock. It, it's just a speed bump. That's it. I've already made my choice. I'm going to be successful. Yeah. So I know I'm going to learn from that and keep moving. And, and, again, I think a lot of times people give the lip service but haven't truly made that choice. But make that choice that I'm going to be successful and learn from anything that comes in your path. Um, but, uh, but, guys, I definitely appreciate you all coming on with me tonight. It's been fun catching up with you all. And uh, definitely at some point I'm going to try to get make sure we get everybody down to camp so we can just go on and chill and just talk about all the old days. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Everett. It's been Everett, appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, yes. thanks a lot, Everett. Hey, love you yes, guys. Yes, Everett, and hey, thanks for you. I love you. Hey, love you guys. Ditto well. all gonna... that, Everett. Ditto all that. Hey. <laughs> love you guys, I, man. Yeah. Let's stay in touch. Yeah. Yep, all definitely. Right. We're going to take, take a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Jumping, R&D, rapping, bullcrap is what I'm dumping. Ain't nothing stuck about Chris Cross. We all act doing the X, do they rock? 
How's everybody doing? Ever since again with the West Foundation Sports Talk Show. Hey, had a great conversation today um, with my first coaching staff uh, on the collegiate level um, over at Elon College. We had Al Seagraves, we had Tim Beckman, we had Henry Trevathan, Kyle Gillenwater, and Pat Atkin, and uh, we had some other guys that was on that staff in and out. So we definitely try to get them on at another time. But that was a great conversation. A, a lot of good words that were spoken. Um, you know, the bottom line is, uh, I think, for, for our young people, as you, and really not just our young people, for anybody, when you have a goal in mind, you have a dream in mind. You know, uh, Beck talks about respect the game, respect the coaches, respect yourself and your teammates. Give 110%. Um, so that's something, regardless of what you're working to do, you can take that with you. Coach Javazes talks about priority, all right? You forgot things that are important, but you've got to go and prioritize what is most important. And whatever is most important, that's what you've got to make sure you put first. And don't sacrifice your family, your spirituality, uh, in the, on the college level, your education for what, you're, what you consider your number one priority. And, and then, of course, you know, Coach Abke gave a great, great word. Um, because it is about choices, you know. And of course, all of my players that have, that have played for me know that we always broke it down into little things. Because I truly believe if you take care of the little things, the big things will take care of themselves. And, and as he talks about dreams come true by doing the little things. Again, it's the work ethic. It's taking care of the little details of whatever whatever it is you're working on. Um, if if I'm supposed to take a six-inch step with my right foot, take a six-inch step with your right foot, don't take an eight-inch step. Those little details will make the difference. Kyle talks about commitment in everything. 
in the classroom, in the weight room, to your coaches, to your teammates on the field. You got to commit to it. You heard me say before, are you making a commitment or a contribution? It's like ham and eggs. That chicken made a contribution, but that hog made a commitment. We need people to make a commitment to whatever it is that you're going for, whatever it is your goal is, whatever it is your dream is. You got to commit to it. And then Coach Seagrace finished it up, and he talks about the academic piece, which I think is extremely important because just to get an opportunity to play at the collegiate level, you got to make sure you take care of what you got to take care of in the classroom. If you don't take care of what you got to take care of in the classroom, you're not going to get the opportunity to play on the collegiate level. And if you don't take the opp- you don't get the opportunity to play on the collegiate level, you're never going to get the opportunity to play on the professional level. Now, there are some basketball guys that get opportunity to go straight from high school to professional, professional basketball. Yes, there it is. But again, if I'm not taking care of what I got to take care of in the classroom, I'm not going to get promoted. So therefore, I'm not going to have that opportunity either. But take care of the things that you need to take care of. Bottom line, I know if I got seven, seven fishes I got to get done, then I got to go in and make it happen. And the academic piece is something that must be done because even after high school, I still need to make sure I partake in some type of education, whether it's my normal four-year institution or I'm going to some type of trade school so I can learn to be a mechanic. I can learn to be a plumber. I can learn to be a welder. Um, or I can learn to be an electrician. All of these are, are things that to learn. It just doesn't happen. You got to learn. And there's a lot of good money in the trades. So success, working equals success. That's what West stands for. Success for each person is a little bit different. There's no doubt about it. But define what success is to you. Prioritize it. Commit to it and go get that success. You can do it. There's no doubt in my mind that you can be successful. And it's never too late to find that success. But what it's going to take, I got to figure out what success is to me. I have to go on and put some things uh, in priority. I got to go on and commit. I got to respect. And I just got to go get it done. Plain and simple. Go get it done. And I believe that you can do that. Regardless if you're uh, in middle school right now, you're in high school, you're in college, hey, go put the work in. Go put the work in. And then the thing that you must also prepare for is life after your sport. What am I going to do when my sport ends? Now, it might not end till I get finished playing 10, 15 years in the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball. It might end. It might end in college. It might end because of injury before I was before I was ready. But it's going to end at some point. And I don't think it's plan B. I think it's just preparing myself for life after my sport. So it's, I think it's extremely important, not just from a mental standpoint, but also from a standpoint that you will be successful afterwards, I got to start thinking about that versus I'm finished and then I got to figure out what am I supposed to do now. So go on and start putting that thought process in your mind. Because, again, it's not a plan B. It's not what if I don't make it. It is what am I going to do after I finish playing ball. 
regardless of what kind of ball you're playing. So go on and just get that into your mindset. Go on to put that uh, as part of the things that you're going to set goals for. And another thing, just while I'm thinking about it, um, if you're in college or if you're preparing to go to college, something that you want to try to be able to do is get an internship. One of the things that happens a lot these days, kids get out of college and have no experience, and then, you know, they look for a job, and they're like, well, we want somebody more experienced. And, of course, their thought is, well, if you give me a job, I can get some experience. Well, guess what? While you're in college during the summertime, get you an internship, something that you get an opportunity to put on your resume. And I think that works twofold. One, it gives you some experience. Two, it allows you to see if that's what you want to do. Because sometimes you get into it and you think that's what you want to do, and you actually do some work in it, and you're like, nah, that's not what I want. But if you had that opportunity to do that while you were in college, now I'm going to try to find something else that I'm going to do the next next summer. So internships. Think of internships as you're going into college. I want to try to you want to try to do one every year. You can do one before you get there, before your your freshman year. That's even better. But what you're doing is you are preparing yourself for life after your sport, and that is something that I think everybody has to start thinking about. And the quicker you start thinking about it, the easier that transition is going to be whenever that come, that time comes. And I, I, hopefully I pray for everybody, they get an opportunity to have a, a successful career playing professional ball. I would love for everybody to do that. I know that's not real. Everybody's not going to be able to do that, but hopefully everybody will. Hey, hey this is Everett Sands of the West Foundation Sports Talk Show. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon. In order to play with this record, you must tune your bass to ours. Look out.
Let's have some fun. Rock the house, y'all.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.